Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Big labor news this morning in Illinois. We have become the third state in the country to guarantee paid leave for almost all workers. My colleague Alex Degman is reporting that Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the measure into law, and it takes effect January 1st. So for every 40 hours employees work, they will accrue one hour of paid leave. In other words, they'll get up to 40 hours per 12-month period, and in a lot of cases, that looks like one week of paid leave per year. Pritzker says it's important that workers in Illinois be able to use their time off for any reason. Sometimes life gets in the way of life. Things happen in your life that are maybe small emergencies to someone else, but a big emergency in your own life. And so this is just one way and one beginning to what needs to happen to guarantee the rights of workers. If your employer doesn't currently offer paid leave, this will apply to them as of January 2024. But the law does not apply to independent contractors like gig workers. I've always thought of community colleges as a more accessible, more affordable option for higher ed. It could be enough education on its own to get you into the field of your choice. But a lot of students use it as a path to a four-year degree. And for those students, transferring is complicated and sometimes harder if you're low income. My colleague Lisa Phillip is reporting on research from the National Student Clearinghouse. They found that half of community college students who transfer to selective universities come from the country's top 20 income bracket. Monica Parrish Trent is with Achieving the Dream, which leads community college reform efforts. She says that for students with less means, it comes down to the affordability of the four-year degree. They don't have parents that can shepherd the path. They don't have experience with filling out financial aid forms. They don't have experience finding the bursar's office and may not even know what a bursar is. Trent Parrish says that low-income students need more financial support and advising early on. So the Safety Act. Remember, this is a law that eliminates cash bail. And legislators in Illinois passed the law and it was supposed to take effect this past January. But the Supreme Court put the law on hold while it considers a legal challenge. And right now it's still in limbo, but there may be movement soon. My colleague Shannon Heffernan is reporting that the Illinois Supreme Court is hearing arguments today that will determine the future of the Safety Act. One of the main points of tension will be over the separation of powers. Basically, can lawmakers tell judges what to do when it comes to bail? Opponents of the law argue that eliminating cash bail oversteps that boundary. But proponents say legislators make all kinds of laws that dictate the actions of judges. For example, setting mandatory minimums for sentencing. Of course, I'll keep you updated on how this shakes out. So, yeah, I've lived here a couple of times, but I was today years old when I learned that ComEd stands for Commonwealth Edison. Did you know that? Anyway... Jury selection begins today in the corruption trial of four former Commonwealth Edison lobbyists and executives. They're facing federal charges related to a bribery scheme. ComEd allegedly arranged for jobs, contracts, and money for certain associates of former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan in exchange for favorable legislation. The outcome of this trial could affect Madigan's case next year, depending on whether prosecutors win convictions or if any of the four defendants being tried are acquitted. The defendants in the case say the government is trying to criminalize politics. 
Stephen Beckett is an attorney in downstate Urbana. He won a rare acquittal for a client in a public corruption trial almost 30 years ago. If you have multiple defendants and they're being tried together, there's always a chance that the jury is going to look for somebody to favor. Attorneys have said the trial could last up to eight weeks. And a few quick hits before we get to the weather. So last week, I mentioned that there was some tension between the mayor and some city council members about the venue for the Taste of Chicago. Well, it will be in Grant Park this year, but not on July 4th. It'll be in September. The city double booked NASCAR and the Taste for the same day and general location. So the Taste will need to be postponed. And you know that e-cigarette manufacturer, Jewel Labs? You may have heard that the city of Chicago accused them of marketing their products to minors and selling them without age verification requirements. Well, the company just reached a settlement with the city. They got to pay nearly $24 million, which will be used to prevent youth vaping. And apparently the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has been planning to extend a lakeside dump that holds toxic materials from the Calumet River. But the Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that several Chicago groups have filed suit in federal court in Chicago to halt expansion at a site on the southeast side. They're saying the area is too close to public swimming. The Corps has been using the site since 1984 to hold and remove river sediment, which clears the way for commercial boats between the Calumet River, Calumet Harbor, and Lake Michigan. As for weather, sunny and cold today, temperatures in the mid-20s going up to the low 30s this afternoon and back down to the low 20s tonight. And tomorrow is warming up, a high going up to almost 50 degrees. And that's it for the rundown today. Thank you for listening. There was a lot packed in this episode, so go ahead and share it with your homie. Keep them informed. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning.